0: Monday matinees begin right here on the Mutual Audio Network.
1: The following audio drama is rated G for general
2: audience.
3: The Sonic Summerstock Playhouse. Once again, our seventh season of Sonic Summerstock Playhouse presents Classic Theatre, adapted and performed by some of the very best audio players and producers from around the world. I'm David Alt, and with Jack Ward, we are your hosts. Welcome to the 2017 Summerstock Playhouse. This season's run on the Playhouse Stage, we're thrilled to welcome back more alumni as Rich Frolic from Texas Radio Theatre provides a special hour-long flight into excitement and imagination. From the pages of the Space Opera Adventure comic strip written and drawn by Alex Raymond, to the hallowed halls of old-time radio, and then to serials in the theatre, cartoons, Hollywood films and beyond. Spotlights if you please, curtains raised, and we present Texas Radio Theatre and Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon here on the Sonic Summerstock Playhouse Day.
4: Good evening. Welcome to the Coffee House and tonight's performance of the Texas Radio Theatre Company. I'm Ken Rainey, your announcer, and if you are new to the Texas Radio Theatre Company, each month we produce new and classic audio plays in much the same way they were broadcast during the golden age of radio, with some minor concessions to the computer age. Tonight, we present a new adaptation of, Fr- of Flash Gordon, entitled Lost on the Planet of Evil. It was adapted and directed by Richard Frolick and features the voice talents of Rich Baker, Luann Chapman, Bill Flynn, Larry Groby, Gary Layton, Kara Metzger, Ken Rainey, and Tim Wardell, with live sound effects directed by Libby Milliron. Tonight's production of the Texas Radio Theater Company is brought to you in part by Intention Swell Coffee. The road to swell is paved with good intentions. (laughs) By the Arlington Museum of Art, challenging visitors to think creatively. With the support of the coffee house at Lincoln Square, and especially from you, we work hard to provide you with quality form of entertainment, and we appreciate your generous donations. Flash Gordon will begin in just one moment. But first, a short message from Zippy.
2: Hello folks, I'm Zippy the Donation Jar Elf. Yes, I live in a donation jar. It's not so bad, let me tell you. It sure beats living in a tollway exact change bin. Or at the bowling alley bowl return. Yeah, it's sure safer here in the donation jar. Plus, I come to all the shows which are performed voluntarily by such talented actors and crew members, and I see all the things they do without having to sign their mailing list, which is right next to my jar. Oh, it's so much fun. Well, except for the cold. Sometimes it can get so cold in this donation jar. I'm sure that you've got a roof over your home but mine is open to the uncaring elements of nature. So please, if you have something warm, like maybe, oh, maybe a dollar or two or five or 10, just so I'll have something to snuggle with, that would be so nice. And after the show, I'll make sure and pass it on to the TRTC treasurer so they can get things like paper pay for copies and printer ink and some other things that'll help the troupe keep bringing you quality entertainment for years to come. Thanks for your help, and thanks for your generosity, and thanks for not letting me die of cold, at least not tonight.
4: Presenting for the second time at the Coffee House in Lincoln Square and for the second time by Texas Radio Theater, the amazing interplanetary adventures of Flash Gordon and Dale Arden in a new adaptation called Lost on the Planet of Evil. These thrilling adventures come to you as once depicted each week in your Hearst Sunday newspaper, now available deep in the archives of your local public library. And now, Flash Gordon.
5: Racing high above the Earth, uncomfortably seated in a giant airliner, Flash Gordon, internationally famous athlete, looks admiringly across the aisle at the young and lovely Dale Arden. It was all he could do to keep his mind off the terrible destruction which for many months had been approaching the Earth with terrific speed. A mysterious new planet hurtling through space directly into the path of our world.
6: Your attention, please. This is your captain speaking. I am sorry to inform you that our arrival in Los Angeles is delayed. Scientists have forecast unusual electromagnetic disturbances and dangerous meteor showers in our immediate flight path, making it necessary to divert over Montana. We are sorry for the
7: inconvenience. I guess I could have driven to L.A. faster, huh? Excuse me? It would have been quicker to travel by car. Mm Mm-hmm. Sorry to interrupt your book. Hi, I'm Flash Gordon.
8: Flash Gordon! Oh, I thought you looked familiar. Hi, I'm Dale Arden. Nice to meet you. So, why are you flying out to LA?
7: To see my father.
8: I'm going to see family, too.
7: Originally, I had planned to compete in the Continental Games. But what's the point? All the eggheads say that mysterious planet's supposed to bump into Alaska within two days.
8: Oh, don't remind me. I don't even listen to the news programs anymore. I just know that somehow it's all going to work out. Faith? I guess. I don't know, but the minute I got on this plane, I knew everything was going to be all right. What was that?
7: If I were you, I wouldn't look outside the window.
8: Why not? What could be... Oh my gosh! The sky is filled with meteors! We're a sitting duck!
7: I told you not to look out the window.
8: Oh my! It, It feels like the plane's going down! What should we do?
7: Don't worry. I've done my share of flying. The pilot's just getting us to a safer altitude.
5: Several meteors hit the plane, which suddenly lurches into a spinning nosedive. Flash Gordon's trained muscles carry him across the aisle to the frightened girl to gather her in his arms and then leap free of the falling plane. Pulling the ripcord of his parachute, they both glide to Earth.
8: <gasps> the plane crashed!
7: Don't be frightened, Dale. We're safe.
8: Yes, thanks to you. Why do you have your own parachute?
7: I hate flying. Well, at least when I'm not in the cockpit. That's why I always keep one of these as a carry-on. Never thought I'd have to use it. Hold fast, we're landing now. Careful, easy. Are you all right, Dale?
8: I'm fine. A little shaken, but fine. Where do you think we are? Listen. It sounds like an alarm or something.
7: My guess is we landed at a military base or a prison. Where else would you find razor wire fences?
8: Look at one of the buildings. A door is sliding open. Why,
7: I know where we are. We must have landed at the Zarkov Institute.
8: Zarkov Institute? That place is top secret. It's got more government defense contracts than anyone.
7: Yeah, and I'll bet that's Dr. Hans Zarkov himself coming this way. I'll call to him to help us. Uh, Dr. Zarkov! Dr. Zarkov! How did you get in here?
9: Ach, the parachute. All it is security and it is useless.
7: I hope you'll pardon us for disturbing you, Doctor, but you see, we had to bail out.
9: I'm no fool. I see you for what you are. Spies! You've come to steal my secrets, but I have the answer for that. I'll take you with me. Ha <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Now, schnell.
7: Put that gun away, Professor Zarkov. The man is mad, Dale. We'll have to humor him. All right, Professor. All right. We'll come with you.
9: Get down this ladder. Down,
7: I tell you! All right, all right.
9: There, now. Get a good look, you spies. I'm sure you didn't expect to get the grand tour.
8: It looks like an underground grain elevator. Or silo. Oh, you foolish girl.
9: We are right outside my rocket ship. And in a few moments, we will be on our way to the new planet. And then we will all die! Die for science! <laughs> now get in! Now what? Sit! And put on the safety harness!
8: What's the point if we're just going to die?
9: Silence! Once I secure the door, we shall have our rendezvous It's our fate! What's he talking about, Flash?
7: I don't know. But for the time being, I suggest we do as he says.
9: But now...
8: Now we ignite! (laughs) Oh, Flash! The rocket ship is breaking away from the Earth at nearly the speed of light. Right into the path of the new planet!
7: Hold tight, Dale. We'll escape somehow, somewhere.
9: To the new planet. (laughs) Ha ha, the new planet. We three will save the Earth.
7: Dr. Zarkov, there's still time to swing your rocket ship out of the collision path.
9: No, 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 no. We must crash into it. Yeah, that is the only way. What
7: will you gain for science if we're all killed?
9: Don't you see? If we die, the planet will have to move. (laughs) You see, it came to me in a dream. It will have to move.
7: You're obviously delusional. I'll give you one more chance to turn us around.
9: But we are on the verge of our greatest sacrifice for Earth. You
8: obviously don't know how fortunate I'm sorry, it you Doctor,
7: are. but you leave me no choice.
5: Oh!
8: Flash, when you hit him, something fell out of his ear. See?
5: Ming is your friend. Serve It must have been controlling so his mind.
9: Bring oh,
7: my man. jaw! Sorry, Doctor Zarkov. Look around. We're in your rocket, on a collision course with that strange planet. And you set the controls to crash into it. Did I?
0: Oh,
9: dear. Oh, my goodness. Say, I know who you are. Flash Gordon, the world's greatest athlete. There's no time
7: for introductions, Doctor. Can you turn the rocket back around?
9: No. I locked those controls to crash directly into the strange planet. It looks like this Ming fellow was trying to get rid of me.
8: What about this lever that says turbo drive? Maybe if we use it, we might fool your calculations.
9: Oh, my dear. Have you ever thought about studying physics? That's brilliant. And, uh, but before we do that, we must drop our payload. Something that I originally designed to save us. How, Doctor? Well, when we discovered that the rogue planet's trajectory was such that it was coming towards us, I was able to develop this anti-gravity device. It's designed to push our two planets apart. So that means the Earth is saved right? Uh, Yes, my dear girl. The Earth will be safe, but we won't. Uh, Once we turn the turbo on, we'll be on the wrong side of the anti-gravitonic rays.
8: Oh, no. But it's a chance worth taking. That's
7: right. Let's do what has to be done.
8: Of course. Ready?
9: Now!
7: Bombs away. Hmm. This dial says it's armed and time to detonation.
9: Good, good. Uh, Now, Dale, prepare to engage the turbo.
8: Ready. Uh, Engage! What's happening? The ship is shaking all over. Uh, We
9: must be caught in the gravitational pull of the new planet. Uh, Changing trajectory. Uh, Prepare for crash landing. Oh, no! Impact in five seconds. Hold me, Flash. Hang on. Here we go!
5: The rocket ship hits the planet and is broken to pieces. Dr. Zarkov and Dale are thrown in different directions from the rocket, unconscious. Flash rolls clear of the wreckage and lands on his feet, uninjured. Whoa. That was lucky. He rushes to the side of the unconscious girl. Finding no sign of Dr. Zarkov. he picks Dale up and starts to carry her towards the distant towers of a city on this mysterious alien planet.
9: Stop where
5: you are! Suddenly, strange soldiers with electric blue skin and armed with ray guns appear, and capturing Dale and Flash, force them to the throne room of Ming the Merciless, Emperor of the planet Mongo, and self-proclaimed supreme ruler of the universe.
10: Oh, indulgent Ming. Most masterless majesty of Mongo, supreme ruler of all the peoples in the universe, whether they know it or not, your humble slaves salute your highness.
9: Go away.
10: But Emperor, do we displease your majesty?
9: Everything does. Today I was to destroy the Lion Men and completely enslave the people of the Blue Moon... But now I can no longer control the path of planet Mungo.
10: But your majesty, shortly before the blue moon drifted away, an alien rocket took off from its surface and landed near the kingdom of the caves. We caught two strange creatures who claimed to be from a place called Earth. We brought them to you. Hmm.
9: You have done well, my slaves. Yes, I, I believe I shall want to see these Earth people now. Perhaps they
7: will provide some amusement. Your humble slaves obey. Get your hands off me. I'm no slave. I'll meet your emperor as a free man and an equal. So, Earthman, you are free and my equal. We no longer have slaves nor tolerate tyrants on Earth. I'm probably more equal than you. Is that so?
9: Tell me more of your paradise. Did no one care about the collision of our worlds? There was great concern. Was there fear? Panic? Despair? Of course. Good! Then there's hope after all. I don't know how such a backward people succeeded in keeping our worlds apart, but when I can regain control of Mongols' path, I will turn back around and I shall once again terrorize your puny world and complete my plans to enslave your people. You fiend! (laughs) Oh, you fiend! Oh, dears, at all. What would you say if I just killed you right now? Or perhaps... uh, Or What? Or if I let the red monkey men tear you apart slowly and savagely. Throw him to the red monkey men in the arena. Afterwards, I shall enjoy a talk about equality, if you survive their onslaught. <laughs> hey,
10: hey, there is your freedom, Earthman. Now go into the arena to meet the red monkey men of Mongo.
8: <laughs> no, they'll rip you to pieces.
7: Don't worry, dear. Emperor Ming, I will show you that I, a free man from the earth, am more than a match for your brainless red monkey men.
5: Flash reaches the bottom step leading to the arena. He leaps and swings at the nearest red monkey man. Then, grasping the fallen man beast under the armpit, Flash whirls him around in a flail, knocking the others in all directions.
9: He'll kill all of my red monkey men. God, shoot the earth man! Blast him to
5: atoms! Ming soldiers attempt to destroy Flash with their ray guns, but in the midst of the confusion, a secret panel opens, and Princess Aura, the beautiful young daughter of Emperor Ming, calls to Flash.
8: Quick, brave Earthman, this way, through that passage.
5: Flash dashes into the passage and follows it up to the royal balcony, joining the gorgeously jeweled princess who commands the slaves to keep back while she takes Flash to a private elevator. Hey, there's a twist.
8: Twist?
7: Yeah, I was just rescued by a beautiful maiden.
8: I do not know this word, maiden. I am the Princess Aura, only daughter of Ming the Merciless.
7: In any case, Princess, I owe you my life.
8: Yes. (laughs) Yes, I suppose you do. You are brave, handsome, and strong. I've never seen anyone like you, Earthman, and I do not wish you to die. Where I come
7: from, Princess, there are many stronger men and better looking.
8: But they're not here. You are.
7: True. So, Princess, where are you taking me?
8: To the private landing frame and the safety of my own rocket car. We have arrived, Earthman. Get in and wait for me.
7: But, Princess, I don't.
8: Hurry! Hurry! That's why,
7: that's why. The gods mustn't see you! But, Princess Aura, how will I rescue the Earth girl, Dale Arden? Shh!
8: Dale Arden is no longer your concern. But,
7: Princess... I
8: There is but one thing that should be on your mind, Earthman. You shall love me. You're crazy. No, Flash. You shall love me, or you shall die.
5: Meanwhile, back in the palace, Emperor Ming is talking with Dale Arden. Curses. We have not found the body of your companion, Flash Gordon.
9: I suspect he's managed to escape, but not for long. My men will soon capture him and the traitor who helped him.
8: What are you going to do with me, Emperor Ming?
9: (laughs) Despite your alien appearance, you are pleasing to me, Earthwoman. You will become my new wife. Never! I
8: don't love you!
9: What does love have to do with anything? We, the blue men of Mongo, have no human traits, no love, no mercy, no kindness... You shall become my wife as soon as the ceremony can be arranged.
10: Your Majesty. Oh, what is it? Sorry to interrupt you, but you must look into the spaceograph. As you can see, our city is being bombarded by the space gyros of the Lion Men.
9: The Lion Men? Oh, t- typical. If the blue moon had crashed into Mongo as planned, the kingdom of the Lion Men could have been completely flattened. Now I'll have to use rocket ships and death rays. Order the entire space fleet to the attack.
5: Yes, O fearless Emperor Ming. In the terrific battle which takes place between Emperor Ming's space fleet and the gyros of the Lion Men, the attackers are driven off. But the rocket ship in which Flash Gordon had been held captive is destroyed, and Flash is thrown to the ground unconscious. He opens his eyes to find himself staring into the great bearded face of Thun, Prince of a Lion-Man. Thun lets his great sword fall as he sees Flash Gordon's alien appearance. Thou art not lion.
0: Thou art not hawk. And thou dost not have the blue skin of the enslavers of Mongo. Who art thou, mysterious youth? Speak. Speak. Answer me before I cleave thy weird body in pieces.
7: I am the sworn enemy of that fiend, Emperor Ming of Mongo. He wishes to enslave my people, the people of Earth.
0: An Earthman thou sayest, and an enemy of Ming?
7: Yes, that's right. Tell me, are you friend or enemy?
0: I am Thun, prince of the Lion Men, hereditary enemies of the Blue Men of Mongo. If thou would accept me as thy friend, Earthman, I will gladly join thee against Ming the Merciless.
7: Here's my hand on it, Prince Thun.
0: Good. What is thy name, Earthman?
7: Flash. Flash Gordon of Earth, your highness.
0: You will call me Thun, and I will call thee Flash.
7: It's an honor, Thun. Do you know how we can secretly get into the palace?
0: (laughs) Why would you want to do that?
7: I live only to rescue a friend of mine who is trapped in there. An Earthwoman named Dale Arden.
0: A woman? (laughs) I suppose that is more than enough reason to commit brainless suicide. Come to my gyroship. The thought projector may show thee a secret way into the palace. And once inside, I will know the way.
5: Lead on. Flash Gordon and his powerful newfound friend go first to the space gyro of Prince Thun. And there they gaze intently into the thought projector, in which they not only see Dale Arden captive, but they also discover a new secret way leading into the throne room of the palace. Flash and Prince Thun follow the passages and find themselves within the palace. Finally, a door with great steel bolts stands before them. Quick, Thun. This door must lead directly to the
7: center of the palace.
0: Probably even the great throne room of the Emperor Ming.
7: All right, then. Here we go. Ah, there. You're right, Thun. It is the throne room.
0: Yes. The great statue before us is the god of death, Vor Kien, which stands at the top of the altar steps, directly behind the throne of the emperor. Listen, Thun, what's that? By the great god, Ba'u. It sounds like a royal wedding procession. Ming the Merciless is back in the palace, and he's taking another bride.
7: He's coming up the altar steps. Thun, I'm going to look around the idol.
0: To look around the idol means death. Thou mustn't. Come back! Come back, Flash!
7: Thun, it's my earth friend, Dale Arden. She's being forced to marry Ming me the
0: Merciless. Uh, perhaps she has already resigned herself to her horrible fate. Come, let us choose to fight another day.
7: Dale and I are alone here on Mongo. I have to rescue her. Save yourself if you must.
0: Uh, Prince Thun of the Lion Men is not a coward. Prince Thun does not save himself at the expense of his friends. If thou must die, I will die fighting with thee. Glad to hear it, Dale. This way, Dale.
9: She's free. God, after them!
0: This way, Dale. Down this passage, Earthlings, and fast as thy legs can carry you. Quick, run! They're swarming up the altar steps.
7: Help me topple the idol on top of them. Now, one, two,
5: three. With a grinding crash, the giant idol topples over onto the onrushing soldiers among the merciless, killing those in front and throwing into confusion the whole company. Flash Gordon and Prince Thun, with Dale between them, dash into the secret passage beneath the idol. The way becomes steeper. They slip and fall. <coughs> down, down a hundred feet or more into a whirling underground river. Thun manages to hold on to rock, but Dale and Flash are swept along a raging current, briefly into daylight, and then over a great falls and into a lake. With the powerful strokes of a champion swimmer, Flash sets out for the shallows, tail- towing Dale by her clothes. They nearly make it to shore, but as Flash reaches down to drag Dale to safety... Flash! Dale! She disappears beneath the calm surface of the lake, clutched into two powerful, green, scaly arms, leaving Flash alone, exhausted and confused.
4: We'll be back in a moment to continue the amazing adventures of Flash Gordon and Dale Arden. But first, this word from our sponsor. Morning, huh?
1: Good morning, dear. Remember, today is trash day.
7: Oh, yeah, trash day.
1: Why don't you have some Swell Coffee first and then see how you feel?
7: Swell Coffee?
1: Sure Intentions brand Swell Coffee. Here, try some.
7: Hmm, why that is swell.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Say, I feel great. So you'll take out the trash?
7: Sure, and then I'll rake the leaves, clean out the gutters, and build that deck you've always wanted.
1: Oh, that's swell. Oh, here comes Jennifer. Hurry up, Jennifer. You don't want to miss the bus. Oh, Mom, I don't want to go to school. No, dear, of course you don't. You ought to have some swell coffee first. But doesn't coffee have bad things in it?
3: (laughs) Who told
7: you that?
1: My teacher. Well, you go tell her that coffee is no worse than cola or cigarettes. Here, take my cup. Okay. Gee whiz! That's swell! I told you. Now hurry along so you don't miss the bus. Bus? Nothing. I'm
8: going to ride my bike to school so I can be the first one there.
7: Now that's my girl.
8: How swell?
7: Oh look. Here comes Rover. Come on, Rover. Come on, boy. Go and get the paper boy. Go on. Okay. Go on.
1: Oh, little Rover needs his swell coffee too, doesn't he now? Uh-huh. There we are now. <laughs>
9: wait, <laughs> 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 Misty! you need a paper?
7: Say, hon, Rover brought us the paper boy.
1: Hey, that is swell, isn't it?
4: <laughs> That's right. Intention swell coffee. It's great for the whole family.
9: The road to swell is paved with good intentions. It's the only coffee that makes you feel swell.
4: A reasonably uh, facsimile of Intention's famous volcanically roasted swell coffee is available at the coffee house in Lincoln Square, south of I 30 and west of Collins Street in Arlington. And now, back to Flash Gordon.
5: After rescuing Dale from a terrifying wedding ceremony with Ming the Merciless, Flash and the girl slip down a passage and land in a river, wash down a waterfall which flows into a huge dark lake. Flash swims to Dale's side only to see her pulled underneath the surface by two powerful green scaly arms. With no thought of his own safety, Flash Gordon dives to Dale's rescue.
7: a subterranean cavern. It's a good thing, too. I couldn't hold my breath much longer. Dale. Dale, can you hear me? Flash! Flash, it's no use. Don't I'm coming, Dale.
6: Where do you think you're going? And who are you? We are the shark men. We've never seen creatures like you. Weird. So easy to catch in water. At first, we thought the female was dead. Where's Dale? Have you harmed her? only gagged. Her. Come this way. It's so cold down here. It suits us. You will find the pale female in this chamber.
7: Dale. Dale. Well, they've tied you up, But, but you're all right.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
6: all right. Of course she is. She must be kept fresh, at least until dinner tonight. Hmm. Yes, dinner tonight. You're hideous. You're cannibals! Cannibals eat their own, weird one. Or had you not noticed the differences between us? You're sick! Hmm, yes, but only from hunger. May I only hope that you do taste better than you look. <laughs> hey, what's that green glowing thing? It's an electro staff. You won't feel a thing, not that I care. Hey, no! <laughs> and you, female, will be quiet, unless you also desire shock from the electro staff. <laughs> What was that? Show yourself. I said show yourself.
8: Greetings, Sharkman.
6: Princess Aura, I, I had no idea you were coming. Um, we have been meaning to send His Highness the Emperor his tribute. Um, do you care to dine with us? As you can see, we've caught two most interesting creatures.
8: <laughs> yes, you certainly have. Revive him.
6: But we must restrain him. He's very strong, this one. He-
8: I said revive him.
6: Of course, Princess, as you say.
7: Oh, Oh, my head.
8: You'll be all right, Flash.
7: Must save, must save Dale.
8: I see nothing special about her. Why do you care so much for that female? We ought to just leave her here.
7: I'm not going with you unless I know she's safe.
8: Sharkman, you will release the one called Flash to me. And you will also release the other one. Do not harm her, for my father wants her more than anything.
7: Hmm. And see that Ming doesn't get hold of her.
8: Um, yes. She's very valuable. No harm must come to her.
6: Of course, my princess. I understand. But where will she go? She should come with us.
8: Now help me get him to my ship.
6: Princess. Always willing to oblige, Princess of Mongo.
8: I thank you. Hey, what's going on here? Nothing we can't handle in time, my dear Flash.
5: Sleep tight, weird one. The Sharkmen take the unconscious Flash Gordon to Aura's ship. Then, as per the princess's secret instructions, they take Dale back to the palace of Emperor Ming. And along the way, they find an unconscious Prince Thun. Both are turned over to the merciless Emperor Ming. Meanwhile... Princess Aura begins to ready her rocket ship for flight when all the power suddenly cuts off.
8: What's going on? My rocket's power is dead. What have you done, Flash?
5: Nothing. Honest.
8: Then go outside and see if something is jamming the rocket engine.
7: I don't know if I'm the best man for the job.
8: Please, Flash. Very well. Maybe we can go back and get Dale. You mean that? Sure.
7: All right, open the door.
8: King of the Lion People!
4: Where is Than, my son? What hast thou done to him? How dare you talk that way to me! There is no time for pleasantries. I shall take thee back to my jungle. Come outside. You must know my father will hear of this. (laughs) I would like to see him rescue thee. Yes, I believe I would, because thou art the bait in an elaborate trap.
8: I'd rather not.
4: She's free. Lion men, stop her. See, thou art cornered on the edge of Constrictor Canyon, where nowhere to go. Nowhere? (laughs) Nowhere but to my waiting
3: arms.
8: (laughs) I'll bet I could jump off this edge and survive.
4: (laughs) Oh, yes. But if you're ensnared by the constrictor plant without a death ray, not even a vixen like you could escape their grasp. Now step away from the cliff's edge. Come to me or die.
8: Then die I must.
4: Thou art a brave one. (laughs) Come now. Step away from the cliff's edge. And we can talk. Not this
8: time, Drewbidge. Not this time. Princess Aura, she's jumped.
4: (laughs) And Mongo is a much better place now. Come, strange one. Perhaps Ming might want thee as well. No.
7: I'm going after her. She's my only chance to see Dale again.
0: Hey, he took my sword. I'm coming, princess.
4: For the love of Pau, he has jumped off the cliff too. Uh, This day is not going as I planned. I know. Maybe we can tear up some shark men. What dost thou sayest, warriors?
8: Oh, the constrictor plants got me.
7: Easy now. I'm here.
8: Flash! Oh, Flash, you jumped too. Oh, hurry! The leaves are crushing me. It's going to devour me.
7: Don't struggle, Princess Aura. I'll free you. Hey, we're still 30 feet in the air. What do these things normally eat?
8: Canaries.
7: But it's 10 feet across.
8: Yes. An average 200-pound canary is easily trapped by one of these awful plants.
7: 200-pound canaries? Canaries? Remind me to get a hat.
8: Oh, its leaves have got me.
7: Don't worry. I'll cut them with this lion man's sword.
8: Oh, be careful. Uh, oh, careful, Flash. The plants may touch you. Uh,
7: this devilish plant. Oh. Uh, there.
8: Oh, Flash. It's got you too. Uh, honestly, I didn't think it would move that fast. You don't have anything like constrictor plants on earth? Sure, but they're not quite so big. Uh, it's crushing me too what shall we do
7: now it's got me by the wrist this sword is useless
8: flash oh flash
7: what is it princess are you in pain
8: no no look look down there it's a rocket ship it must have just landed near us
7: I was too busy to notice
8: the door is opened
7: I see it now looks like soldiers coming out I guess you're saved princess Your father probably gave them orders to kill me. Maybe they'll just leave me up here.
8: I won't let them flash. I promise I won't. Wait. Those soldiers, I've never seen them before.
7: They're not your father's men?
8: No. And like the lion men, they must have seen us and come to make us captives.
7: Well, at least least they'll get us out of the clutches of this terrible plant.
6: Soldiers, attack that plant and kill it. But don't injure its victims. I want them brought to me alive.
7: Don't be afraid, Princess. Those men will catch you.
6: Oh! Be ready to catch our men. I'm letting go. No! Now the other one.
8: Here I come. Look out! We're on the ground, Flash. But I'm not sure how safe we are. My father has many enemies.
7: I guess our fate is up to the leader of those soldiers.
6: Soldiers, you did that well. Ah, Princess Aura.
8: Yes. How do you know me? Who are you?
6: You don't recognize me, do you? I'm not surprised. Nevertheless, I know your father. Oh. So what's this? Another weird alien stranger? It looks that way, Prince Baron. Prepare to blindfold him. And prepare our other alien prisoner for the ordeal of the poison daggers. As you command, Prince Baron.
8: What are you going to do with me?
6: Guard, take the princess to my quarters.
5: As you'll command, Prince Baron.
6: Ah, here comes our other weird prisoner. Perhaps you know him, youth. How can I tell? He's got a hood over his head. I can't see his face. He says he is from the Earth, or what we know as the Blue Moon. I suppose you say you're from there, too. Yes. I don't believe you. But no matter. A hiding place must remain a secret, so both of you must die. Captain... Are the alien prisoners prepared? They are, Prince Baron. Uh, their forearms are tied together. And the poisoned daggers, are they ready? Yes, they are. Now listen, prisoners. I'm dipping these two daggers in dragon's blood. The slightest scratch from these blades means certain death. Captain, give these to the prisoners. On the count of three, you'll commence fighting. One,
5: two, three. As Prince Baron utters these words, Flash steps back, jerking his mysterious antagonist off balance. He flings aside his dagger, and then causes his opponent to drop his poisoned weapon. Picking up the dagger, Flash severs the cords binding him to his opponent, and as the two whip off their blindfolds and reveal themselves to each other...
6: Flash Gordon? Dr. Zarkov. So you do know each other. I should say we do. Astounding. Astounding. No one has ever survived the ordeal of the poison daggers.
7: I... I will pardon you both. Thank you, Prince Baron. I'm madly glad to see you, Doctor. I thought you were dead after our rocket crashed on this planet. I was badly
9: hurt, Flash. These fellows, they picked me up and brought me here. They made me act as their servant. But more importantly... Look, look there, up in the
7: sky. Can you see the Earth? All this time, and I never thought to look up. Why, it's still there, in the darkening sky.
9: Yes, but Flash, I've observed that it is slowly getting smaller. I certainly hope our sacrifices had a hand in saving our world from utter destruction.
7: Will we ever set foot there again?
9: That depends on many things, my boy. Many things.
7: So,
6: the new blue moon of Mongo, that is your Earth? Yes, we came from there on a rocket that Dr. Zarkov built. If you truly came from the blue moon, that would make you no less than royalty on Mongo. There are many legends and prophecies surrounding it. I must confess, until we saw it appear in our skies, many of us thought the blue moon was just a fairy story, made up by the blue men of Mongo. Regrettably, its appearance has thrown our world into chaos. It came closest to the kingdom of the lion men, and they took it as an omen to attack. Poor souls.
7: Prince Baron, Dr. Zarkov is one of the most brilliant scientists in our world.
6: He was- Enough, enough. My admiration for both of you is boundless. I would be honored to have you shake my hand and call me friend. Your friend? Yes. Why? Of course. Yes. Yes, most excellent. Good. Now come to my quarters. My friends, I have invented a metal-clad electric mole vehicle with which I intend to burrow underground into the palace of Ming the Merciless and
7: overthrow his tyrannical government. Are you with me? Certainly. You bet we are. But first, I'd like to know where my friend Dale Arden is. She's also from Earth. A female of Earth. My spies in Ming's palace say he's got a weird female
6: prisoner he's obsessed with. Perhaps this is your Dale. Ming has got her again? But
7: Princess Aura, you told me that that she wouldn't be harmed.
8: She's not dead, is she?
6: So, Flash, Dr. Zarkov, are you with me? Yes. Yes. Princess Aura, you've heard what I plan to do. What are your thoughts?
8: I heard... Please take me back to my father's palace with you.
6: <laughs> I'm sorry, princess. It's because of you that I'm a hunted man. No, you'll remain here as my prisoner. Come, my friends. Come.
8: Oh, I will, will I? God.
0: What is it?
8: What is your name?
0: Roncle, my princess.
8: Roncle. I thought I recognized your face. You fled into exile from my father's guard when you were caught stealing. Yes, Listen, Ronco. Yes, princess? My rocket ship is at the top of Constrictor Canyon. If you would help me get to it, we can warn my father of what those men plan to do, and I will not only make you wealthy, but also a duke.
0: For one so lovely as my princess, how could I refuse? Come with me.
5: Unaware of what has happened in the hiding place... Flash and his allies begin tunneling in the metal-clad electric mole, deep underground, under Constrictor Canyon, under the lair of the Sharkmen, under the very Palace of Ming, until finally... They break through the floor of the central hall. The door opens, and the three emerge from the metal burrowing machine. Come, my friends. We have arrived.
9: Ah, so we have. What is uh, your next move, Prince Baron? Hmm.
6: This is the central hall of Ming's palace. We will go up those stairs, Dr. Zarkov, and surprise the inner guards.
0: Stop! Stop in the name of Ming!
6: Prince Baron, look! Ming's armored men! Surrender or die!
7: We've been betrayed. Yes. But how could they have gotten here before us?
6: It doesn't matter. Let us get our ray guns. It's no use, Doctor. The arm of those soldiers is ray
9: proof. Here, Here comes Ming the Merciless with his high priestess.
7: Dale, thank heaven she's all right. Welcome
9: back to my palace, Flash Gordon, and welcome to your companions. Hmm, Doctor Zarkov, you survived. No matter. Soldiers, lash them through the pillar over there and execute them.
8: Oh, Flash, darling, I love you so much.
7: Dale, my dear, we did our best to save you, but we've been betrayed. I guess they have us now.
8: Let them shoot. They will kill me, too, and we will be together forever.
7: Very well, dear Ardent. You can
9: have him in death. Captain, Sire, proceed with the execution.
7: Go ahead and shoot us, you blue dogs. We aren't afraid to die.
1: Ready? Aim! Captain, hold your fire! I, High Priestess Zogi, command it. Oh, that
10: was,
9: Zogi? Oh, yeah. What is this? If you were not the high priestess, I would have your tongue torn out for your insolence.
1: I ask you to remember, sire, that according to the writ of Pau, even a traitor has the right to choose between the firing squad and the terrible pit.
9: Oh, yes. I'm familiar with our law, Zogi, but but look at them for Pau's sake. They're not even of Mongo. Their, Their souls won't swim in the great well of Azul. These creatures are no more than alien dogs. But Prince
1: Baron is of Mongo. And did these earth beings not come from the sacred blue moon? Shh!
9: Enough, enough! Your knowledge of our sacred laws is admirable. And after giving it a second thought, such formal methods of death would provide greater amusement.
1: Yes, sire. We must abide by the sacred writs. And I see no reason uh, why the girl should be killed.
9: Ah, the girl.
1: <laughs> mm, yes, of course. Shall I ask them to choose?
9: Uh, no, Zogi, allow me. Traitorous dogs and weird aliens from Earth, hear me. Choose now. A quick and painless death by ray guns or the terrible test.
6: We choose the terrible test, Emperor Ming.
9: I thought as much. Captain? Yes, Emperor Ming? Release the prisoners. They shall undergo the terrible test. Bring them over to the pit. Yes, sire. All right, come along. Move along. This is the test of the torture pit. Flash Gordon, you and Baron will stand at each end of the narrow platform... And with long whips, try to topple each other into the pit where a (laughs) surprise will be awaiting you. Take your places!
5: The two mount the platform. Flash ducks as Baron's whip winds over his head. Flash's whip hits Baron with such force as to knock him off balance and into the pit. Dropping his whip, Flash leaps after him as he throws the unconscious Prince Baron over his shoulder and prepares to climb out. A transparent metal sheet slides over the top of the pit, trapping them. At the same time, Flash hears a growl and looking around sees three snarling tigrons, huge beasts covered in yellow and black hair, enormous claws and mouths, Filled with razor-sharp saliva-dripping teeth. Placing Baron on the floor, Flash turns on the fierce beasts. The first one charges. Leaping high in the air, Flash comes down on the Tigron's back. And with a powerful wrench, breaks its neck. The other two Tigrons leap at each other to fight for the possession of the body. Furiously, the battle rages. And finally, both animals are down. Wounded until death. Then Prince Baron regains consciousness.
7: Uh, Where... where are we? It's all right, Prince Baron. Stand up. We're in the pit. But they've trapped us with that transparent metal lid. And you... you saved us from these beasts. Why, you are superb, Flash. That was easier than figuring out how we're going to get out of here. Look up there. Why, it's Prince Thun. He's just in time. Thun, roll the metal lid back. He's nodding that he understands. There, he's done it! We're free! Take
1: the rope!
5: Come along. Meanwhile, in the Temple of Pau, Ming and Dale are about to be married by Zogi, the High Priestess.
9: <laughs> by now, Dale Auden, my saber toothed tigrons have have torn your hero to pieces.
8: Oh, poor Flash. He died trying to save me. Nothing matters now.
9: Here comes Zogi to perform the ceremony.
8: Oh, mighty Ming,
1: ruler of Mongo and the universe, does your supreme intelligence take this Earth woman to be your wife and empress of Mongo?
9: I most certainly do.
1: And you, Dale Arden, do you take this just and brilliant man to be your lord and master? I don't care what happens now. (laughs) Was that a yes?
9: (laughs) Oh, come on, my dear, come on. Yes? Oh, did you hear
1: that? Pardon?
9: Say it again to the priestess so she can hear it. Go go, go on. Yes. There. How many times do you expect her to say it? (laughs) Yeah, you see? She's overcome with her pitiful earth emotions, the poor pathetic thing. But, sire, I must be absolutely sure. Oh, you pusillanimous, weak-minded old fool. I am Ming, all-powerful ruler of the universe. If I tell you that she said yes... Then you had better believe she said yes.
1: Uh, of course. Now, as you have accepted each other in matrimony before the great god, Pau, I pronounce. Wait. It... Stop. <sighs> is this? Oh, the idol speaks.
7: I, Pau, forbid this marriage.
9: Oh, please. It's a trick. Everyone, <laughs> close your mouths and let's get on with this ceremony. Then afterwards we can have great fun tracking down and killing the traitorous vermin who's playing this prank.
0: But, but but sire, the idol speaks. Oh fools!
9: The whole lot of you, a stone idol, cannot talk! Zogi, swing back the statue. At
1: once, sire! Flash! You! But you're <gasps> it, it, it can't be! Come on, Dale! Flash, darling! They told me you were dead! The Earthman and his companion have desecrated our idol. Oh, dear. God,
9: shoot them down. Blast their accursed bodies to atoms so we can resume my wedding.
1: Wait, sire. The sacred writs say you cannot execute the man who has passed the test of the Tigrons. Guards, drop your weapons or Pau will curse you all. What? You dare to defy me? I only quote the sacred writs, sire. As high priestess, it is my duty to interpret and enforce its dictates.
9: Tell me, Zogi, is it against the rules to slay someone in the temple?
1: Well, no, you can make sacrifices to Pa'ul.
9: God, give me your sword. Accept this as my offering to the temple of Pa'ul. To shut your jabbering mouth forever!
8: Oh, but uh, the wedding! Oh, how awful!
9: He's killed the High Priestess! Carry her body away, guards! No, I don't, I don't really like Do as I say! Do as I say! No, no, no. Flash, what is happening?
7: The guards are confused. They're not moving.
9: Of course, Flash. Ming only had power through the worship oh. of the mighty Wu, and now that he's killed the high priestess?
8: They have lost their soul to follow him. Quick,
7: my LS, we must escape now.
9: Yes, my friends, to your metal mole vehicle. No, we must... No be- time,
5: Dr. Zarkov. Let's go.
9: But Flash, I think I know the answer.
5: And as Flesh and his allies escape to safety, Ming the Merciless, in a last-ditch attempt of control, rips the sacred necklace of Pa'u from around the dead High Priestess's neck.
9: Hear me, all of Mongo! I, Ming the Merciless, have made a lawful sacrifice according to the great Pa'u. And by the power and law of all who believe, I am now your leader, not just in body and mind, but in soul.
5: And Ming fastens the sacred necklace of Pau around his own neck. Suddenly, the confusion in the temple stops. All transfix their eyes on Ming the Merciless, and they bow. We
4: are servants of Ming. We will obey Ming. Ming is our friend. Serve Ming. Ming is all powerful. We love Ming. (laughs) Obey Ming. Honor Ming. (laughs) We are servants of Ming. We will obey Ming. Ming is our friend. Meanwhile,
5: safe in the jungle lair of the Lion Men.
6: Ah, victorious we are, Flash! True. Flash Gordon, my new friend. Ming's own forces were turning on him. Soon all of the planet of Mongo will be free.
7: I hope so.
8: Thank goodness. I couldn't stand another wedding.
7: What? Even if it's ours?
8: (gasps) Oh, Flash! Do you really mean it?
7: I must, Dale. I'm jumping without a parachute this time.
8: (laughs) Oh, Flash. (laughs) Dr. Zarkov, why do you look so troubled?
7: I'm
9: not so sure that we should be celebrating yet. Why do you say that, Doctor? I have been drawing this since we escaped from Ming's throne room.
8: It's the amulet of High Priestess Sogi.
7: True, my dear. Its shape looks familiar.
8: Yeah, but now
9: hold it up to the mirror on the wall behind you.
7: It's the shape of your anti-gravity device.
9: Yeah, but reversed. And so its power
7: must be to attract.
9: Precisely. The power of Pao, and we left it behind.
8: Oh my goodness.
4: is our friend. Serve Hear that flash? Hear that?
9: I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you, Flash Gordon.
8: (laughs) Yes, my beloved Flash. I as well.
5: (laughs) 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 What will Flash, Dale, and their allies have to endure next? Stay tuned.
4: Only you can imagine. This has been a Texas Radio Theater recreation of Flash Gordon. You've been listening to the Texas Radio Theater Company's Flash Gordon, Lost on the Planet of Evil, adapted from the original radio serial and directed by Richard Froelich. It was produced by the Texas Radio Theater Company in cooperation with the Arlington Museum of Art, challenging its visitors to think creatively. At this time, we'd like to invite our voice actors to introduce themselves to you one by one. Baker and
6: I played the Shark Man and the Slave and Prince Baron.
1: I'm Luann Chapman and I played the High Priestess Zogi and the Mother.
9: I'm Bill Flynn and I played Doctor Zarkoff, Ming, and the Paperboy.
5: Hi, I'm Larry Groby and I was your announcer and the dog. Woof.
0: I'm Gary Layton, I played Prince Thun and others.
8: <laughs> I'm Kara Metzger. I played Dale Arden, Princess Aura, and Jennifer.
7: I'm Tim Wardell and I was Flash Gordon.
4: I'm Ken Rainey. I was the Captain of the Guard, King of the Lion Man, and of course, your announcer. Live sound effects were directed by Libby Milliron. Additional support for tonight's program was provided by Intention Swell Coffee, the coffee house at Lincoln Square, and special thanks go to you for your continued assistance in our efforts to keep radio drama alive. In 2003, we'll continue to present audio plays each month, so please join our mailing list if you haven't already done so or log on to our website to get information on upcoming shows, including The Snowman on January the 17th. I'm Ken Rainey, your announcer, and on behalf of the Texas Radio Theater Company, thanks so much for listening and have a very pleasant evening.
8: To I buy saw a my my footstep. Donate, help page. us to buy a curtain. I, I my right
1: after me, and I'm looking at him. He's looking at me.
8: He's like, <laughs> Never a shark. He's he's a shark. A still, before the he's 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 a a shark. I was like, okay. Is. Shark, dude. Shark, dude.
9: shark dude. I'm a shark. i A great I guess that's
6: a compliment. I Hey, Bill, you still have the most laugh. I'm sorry? You still have
9: the most evil laugh. That's Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but <starts> laughing <laughs> it years of practice.
3: And that's this week's performance for the 2017 Sonic Summerstock Playhouse. All productions, performances, characters, and scripts presented in the Playhouse belong strictly to their copyright holders, and no copyright infringement is assumed or intended. The Sonic Summerstock Playhouse is part of the Sonic Society podcast and Electric Vicuna Productions. Any shows that continue their run must have explicit permission from all parties involved. The Playhouse theme was written and performed by Sharon B. Join us next week at the Playhouse for another classic performance. I'm your announcer, David Alt. Good night.
6: This has been an Electric Vicuna production.
3: Are you in the mood for a good laugh? (laughs) Or maybe a good scream? How about some childlike wonder? Or a thought-provoking mystery? Then get your ears ready for a treat, because the Mutual Audio Drama Network presents shows every day for your enjoyment. Each day is a different genre, featuring the talents of a huge pool of audio drama masters. (laughs) Oh, and some clever comedy creators as well. <laughs> Subscribe to the mutual feed and get them all, or choose the genres you really love. Ooh. You'll find the Mutual Audio Network at all your favorite places like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Earbuddies, Podcast, Podcastorama, Casting Call, Codpast, and wherever quality shows are found. Okay, I made a few of those up. Or simply go online to MutualAudioNetwork.com. And, of course, it's all free. free. The Mutual Audio Drama Network. Listen and imagine together. Maintaining social distancing, of course.